Hey, 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 before we get into the Final Four episode of Faded Sports Pick'em, Dave and I want to remind you to always gamble responsibly. You always got to know your unit size. You never want to go get too deep in it. It's just, it's a hole you don't want to get into, right? If you or a friend or a loved one have a gambling problem, be sure to call 1-800-GAMBLING. You can also go on to the National Council on Problem Gambling website at ncpgambling.org. If it's an emergency, you can call their national hotline at 1-800-522-4700 or chat online at ncpgambling.org slash chat. You can also text that phone number. Remember, always gamble responsibly. Let's get into the final four episode of Faded Sports Pickle. All right, welcome back to Faded Sports Pick'em for the Final Four. Wow. We expected a few of these teams here. Who would have picked UCLA? I mean, this is just crazy, man. What a run UCLA has had. But, Dave, we're feeling good heading into Final Four weekend, man. We're about to have a nice little payout. We're up a lot, and I got a feeling we're going to be down a lot after this weekend. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is this is... You know, even even though it's technically April now, it still feels like March Madness looking at UCLA in the Final Four. And it's um you know, it's it's setting up for a great game. And you know, I think you and I have seen it from the from the start that we just thought Gonzaga and Baylor was ahead up of everyone else. But it wouldn't surprise me to, to see uh, them two playing each other on Monday, but anything can happen. Anything can happen and with a Cinderella team like UCLA, you know, who knows what can happen. And you look, what's crazy in this tournament, the Pac-12 is 13-2 against the spread. They're going to have to face off with Gonzaga, who has just been killing teams. I mean, their closest game this tournament was against Creighton, and it was an 83-65 victory. I mean, just crazy. Oh, excuse me. They had another one, Gonzaga and Oklahoma. But even still, that was a 16-point win. I mean, they've been covering it easily, but... UCLA, you never know, man. But before we get into these games, I want to take a look at each of these teams' tracks to get to this point. And let's start with the Cinderella UCLA Bruins. They started out against BYU. And at the start of the year, I mean, or excuse me, start of the tournament, I took BYU to win this game. I I didn't think UCLA had a chance. I knew they were uh, hot in the Pac-12 tournament. But a win against BYU and then killing Abilene Christian right after Abilene Christian had upset Texas. I mean, starting out the tournament with two big wins right there, Dave. Oh, yeah. We can't forget about that. They, they've they played one more game than the rest of these teams. They had that first four game against uh, yep. Michigan State starting off there. And it was uh, so so really in their mind, they've, they've got an extra game under their belts and maybe an extra game of fatigue as well. But we really haven't seen that come into effect. I would have. I would have expected it in that those first two games against uh, BYU and Abilene Christian, but they they cruised through those two and and, and set up a, a gorgeous meeting with Alabama, where I, I really thought that they they wouldn't have made it that far, and I thought it would end there if they were going to. Yeah, and a ten point win over the rolling Crimson Tide, Alabama coming off of a 
19 point win against Maryland. They had before that they beat Iona by 13. I mean, Bama was rolling and me and you both picked Alabama to go have a, at least have a fairly deep run here. Um, and UCLA again, dominating the game. Alabama, of course, had their troubles. They had their foul line troubles and everything, but UCLA, man, I mean, just every game that they've played has been dominant. Oh yeah. I mean, they've, they've looked great defensively and they've really, they've come up when they need to. I, I, I thought in that Alabama game, whenever Alex Reese hit that 35 footer to send it to overtime, that, that UCLA just had no, no fight left in them, especially with no Johnny Juzang heading into mm-hmm. overtime. It was, it was, it, it had Alabama written all over it. And UCLA said, we're going to come out firing. They they came out firing and walked away with a double-digit win. Unbelievable. And then with a matchup that, again, another team that we thought was just going to crush them, Michigan. And, I mean, this one came down to the wire, obviously, and just crushed Michigan's fans uh, right at the end of the game. UCLA pulling out a two-point win and cashing their ticket to the Final Four. Oh, yeah, that Michigan game. That was so much fun to watch, and I'm I'm so glad I had the had the UCLA money line on that one, and it was mm-hmm. it wasn't something I felt too confident in, but it was it was it was enough to say that I don't I don't think that that they were sitting at plus two forty, and I just didn't feel they needed to be that high, especially when uh, you know I think you and I both thought Michigan was going to fall earlier in the tournament, um, but it was it was a win that Vegas was not expecting nonetheless, and and here we are again with a 14-point spread against Gonzaga. And you look at UCLA, obviously the biggest underdog in the Elite Eight as well as the Final Four. Underdogs, it's been really close, man. Underdogs are 30-29 and against the spread entering the Final Four. We know the underdogs got off to a hot start in the first two or three rounds, but they've been fading ever since. And, you know, again, like we said, we think they're – most likely their uh their road is going to end soon but you never know like you said uh moving over to the other side of the bracket uh let's go with Houston man and Houston starting out beating up on Cleveland State uh barely getting past Rutgers with a three-point win and then just I mean we talked about it a couple shows ago uh Buddy Bayheim and the Syracuse Orange just choked and Houston I mean, really walked to a uh, a pretty easy matchup with the Oregon State Beavers. And again, that was another team, man. Oregon State, who we had talked about it. I had faded them all year. I didn't believe in them. And man, they made an excellent run. Oh, yeah. Props to props to Oregon State and props to the Pac-12 as a whole. Yeah. Uh, for getting three elite eight teams in there. And it was it was it was tough looking at all three of those lead eight matchups. And, and I just, I, it was hard to believe that none of the, none of the three Pac-12 teams are going to make the final final four. And it was, uh, you know, of course it was UCLA that came out there, but Houston really, they, they have not had the toughest road. Mm-hmm. When you look at the things they've had to play, um, they managed to get by a 15 seed, a 10 seed, a 13 seed, I believe, and then a 12 seed, or maybe it was an 11. I think it was an 11. Uh, 11 seed. seed, yeah. 11, yeah, 11 seed, and then a and then a 12 seed. So we really haven't seen them matched up with even a single digit seed at all. And then, which is crazy. Um, I mean, I I don't know the stats on that, but that couldn't have happened too many times in history where a Final Four team 
hasn't had to play a top 10 uh, seed to get there. I mean, that's just crazy. And, and really, I think their only real test, I mean, Rutgers was tough, but if you watch that game, Houston was horrendous shooting in that game. Um, and I really like Rutgers in that game too, but you know, Houston came out on top, but again, easy wins against Cleveland state and Syracuse and Oregon state. I mean, they played them tough for a while, but Houston was able to come out on top and they've punched their ticket into the final four. Oh yeah. They, you know, it's, it's hard to sit here and say, you know, you've played all these teams and you go match up with Baylor and, and, and it's like, you know, you've got a rude awakening coming for you, but you know, this Houston team has just played the team in front of them. And then with the exception of the Rutgers game, which was really impressive as how, how mm-hmm. bad, how badly they played and they were still able to find a way to come out on top and, you know, great, great teams just find a way to get it done in the end. And they advanced and moved on and, and, and now they've, they've rightfully so played the team in front of them and have made it all the way to the final four. Let's move to the South region with the Baylor bears. Again, Dave, you and I have talked all year going back to 2020 that Baylor and Gonzaga, uh, we hope they can meet. And even though they didn't get to meet in the regular season, uh, we're considering that they're going to meet in the uh, in the finals. Uh, But, yeah, you look at their route and obviously playing Hartford first. That was a pretty easy win for Baylor. Uh, Wisconsin kind of gave Baylor a little bit of trouble, but they were able to come out with a 13-point win, a 11-point win over Villanova, who I was kind of surprised Villanova made it that far anyways, um, even though they kind of had an easy route, you could say. Um, and then the Baylor-Arkansas game, I mean, that was a great game, man. And Baylor, I mean, that was a game that really proved – if you needed any other reason – why Baylor should be playing for the national championship game. Cause Arkansas is a great team and they, I mean, they had, yeah, they kind of snuck by in the oral Roberts game, but Arkansas is a great team and Baylor handled them pretty easily with a nine point win. Oh yeah. I mean, this Baylor team, especially in that Villanova game, they, they shot three for 17 from three, I believe. And it was, yeah, it was not a pretty performance. And the fact that they, made a second half adjustment when they realized that their threes weren't falling and they've got five or more guys that shoot 40% or more from three. And that's really been their huge threat there on defense and three. And then you see Dave, Davion Mitchell, just, just start taking it to the hole repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. Mm-hmm. They just, it was, it was great coaching and great adjustment made by Baylor to, to, to know that they, they weren't going to beat this team from the outside. It just wasn't their night. So they had to make an adjustment and they, they were able to come out a, a double digit victor in that game. And that was a really, that was the turning point for me that really, really proved to me that even though I had Baylor as my champion, that that was just another proving point there for me that they, they were going to, they were going to get there and they were going to have an opportunity to take the title home. And now here they are in the final four after handling Arkansas in a game that really, you know, it, it came out as a nine point win, but it, it really never felt like Arkansas was in that game. Right. Yeah. I agree, man. And now the uh, last seed, Gonzaga, I mean, what, what, just a freight train. A, what, 40, 43-point win over Norfolk State in the first round, a 16-point win over a good Oklahoma team in the second round. And, I mean, again, Gonzaga over Creighton, another 20-plus point victory, uh, or excuse me, right under 20 points. And then another Pac-12 team that, 
that I mean, they were my dark horse and I was kind of shocked they made it to the Elite Eight, I'll be honest with you. But just handling the USC Trojans and USC, I mean, they look like a deer in headlights that game. It was like Gonzaga was having like a skills competition out there. I mean, that's how good the Gonzaga Bulldogs are. Yeah, they really have have not been tested by any team at all ever. And it's just it's just crazy to me that they've just dominated team after team after team and and they've been doing it. They've won 27, 28 straight games by double digits. And it's just it's it's unreal what they're doing. And it's it's gonna be really, really tough to see anybody stop them, especially uh, the UCLA Bruins, but we'll get into that game. And yeah, the path they've played has not been the toughest um, matching up in the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight against a five and a six seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we really haven't seen them put to the test. And and um, I really do hope we get to see that Gonzaga-Baylor matchup in the, in the finals. So let's get to tomorrow night's action. And we'll start off with Baylor and Houston at five o'clock Eastern and look, this game, man, it's it's so I shouldn't have trouble with this game, honestly. Like it should be, you know what, just just pencil in Baylor. But I don't know, man. I, I feel like I, I don't know, man. I, I'll hand it over to you, Dave. I, I this game, I want to hammer Baylor, but I feel like Houston could make it a game. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like without a doubt that Houston um, Houston could really keep this one close, just being as good of a team as, as Houston has been all year long. And it's just um, – there's no there's no doubt in my mind that Houston deserves to be here, and Houston's a great team. Um, but there's there's just no doubt in my mind that I'm going to I'm gonna roll with, with Baylor on this one. Um, even though Houston plays incredible defense, Baylor just has too much talent and too many weapons, and they play – great defense on their side of the ball as well uh, to think that Houston's going to be able to stick with them. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw three things at you here. I'm going to take Baylor by five and a half full game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they cover that one uh, pretty handily. And I'm going to take Baylor minus two and a half in the first half. And I'm going to put, uh, I'm going to throw two units on both of those there. I'm really confident in the Baylor bears. And then I'm going to sprinkle a unit on this alternate line here which is Baylor by 13 and a half sitting at plus 300. Oh, wow. And there's a, I think there's some value to be made there. Oh, yeah. it just, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Baylor get up eight late. And then Houston starts fouling, trying to create a game out of it. And, and nothing, nothing just goes well for Houston or even to see Baylor just blow them out of the water. Cause we, you know, we haven't seen Houston face a test yet and they really haven't faced a team even close to as good as Baylor all year long uh, playing in the American conference. They, they never really faced a whole lot of tests there, and they, they lost a couple of head scratchers uh, throughout there. But they've been, you know, pretty consistent in the competition they played all year long. And Baylor is just an, an, another team there. I think Baylor rolls through Houston here. I'll take – that's, again, two units on Baylor. Minus five-and-a-half full game, minus two-and-a-half first half. And a sprinkle of a unit on the minus 13-and-a-half adjusted line at plus 300. I I love the Baylor Bears here. Expect to see them play on Monday night. Dave, before I get into my picks, man, I want to hit you with a little bit of history. In the last 10 tournaments, straight up, the favorite is 15-5. and five. Against the spread, the favorite is 9-10-1. Now, I don't think that comes into play 
in this game, but we'll get to UCLA and Gonzaga because I've got a few opinions about that that I want to get to. In the last two tournaments in the final four, uh, straight up teams are three and one as favorites. Uh, as favorites against the spread, teams are two and two. You look at these two teams, man, and this year, Houston is 20 and 10 against the spread, and Baylor is 18 and 10 against the spread. Again, I think this is going to be the closer of the two games that we have. Um, and so, in saying that, I'm going to take first off, I think the first half is going to be closer. I agree with you, man, that the second half, I can see Baylor up eight or nine and Houston fouling for their season season's sake, you know, to try and uh, try and keep the game alive and extend it. But I'm taking the first half Baylor by two and a half. I'm going to throw two units on that. Um, I can easily see Baylor up by three at the half. Um, I'm only going to put one unit on Baylor by five and a half. And again, I think this game could be closer, but I also see, um, I can also see your, uh, uh, your idea playing out as well. Um, I also want to put a unit on the Baylor team total of 69 and a half and it's at minus 115 but I think this is going to be a high scoring game man um of course every time I say that and I bet the over it's uh it's kind of screwed me uh this this year and we'll get into that because the under in uh in the entire tournament has been crazy how many games have gone under um, but again, yeah, man, I love Baylor by two and a half in the first half by five and a half in the second half. And I'm going to put a unit on Baylor's team total over 69 and a half. I think this is going to be a great game though. I think the first 10 or 15 minutes is going to be a just war back and forth. Uh, but I agree with you, man. I think Baylor's going to show that they have the skill to not only play for the national championship, but even win it. Oh yeah. I mean, there's just. Baylor's got so much talent and so many different weapons that they can hit you with. And it wouldn't surprise me to see them get five guys in double figures. I think, I think Mark Vital's got a double, double opportunity down low to be able to play well. And I, I think that Davion Mitchell is going to, going to take Quinn Grimes out of the game uh, pretty much completely. So it's going to be up to Houston to see if uh, they can match up with some of their other weapons. And I just, I don't know if that's going to happen. I think Marcus Sasser could, could play a role here, could have a, a coming out game. Obviously he's, I mean, he's their second weapon, but really a chance to to establish his name in some NBA draft locker room, locker room. So uh, we'll see if he does. I don't think he will. I just think that overall, when you're looking at it, I think this Baylor team is just going to wear them down over and over and over again. And uh, I'd expect them to to have a big game from beyond the arc and see Baylor come out with a pretty clean win here. So obviously, we're thinking Baylor is going to come out of this uh, that side of the bracket for a chance to play either Gonzaga or UCLA. Dave, I'll tell you what, man. Have you, in recent memory, seen a Final Four spread of a 14-and-a-half-point favorite? Oh, and- I have. I have not at all. But we also, I mean, we, we typically look at these Final Four games and think they're going to be fantastic. But it's, mm-hmm. it's just, I, I just, I don't know if it will be with, with how good Gonzaga is and, and props to UCLA with how good they've been playing, too. But. I just, I just don't. I think that fourteen point spread is, is honestly justified. Yeah, man, it's it's a lot. That's when when this line first dropped, I was kind of shocked just because I was like, oh my god, like I, 
it, it just didn't register. But Gonzaga has been so good. And like we said, every game, they're not just winning. They're not just covering their spread. I mean, they are taking down these teams with ease. And again, really, their only big challenges, in my opinion, were USC and Oklahoma. I think those were their hardest games they played, and they still won by easily double digits. You know, I mean, that's just that's just insane. And I, I really think their only close game is going to come in the national championship game against Baylor. And then who, I mean, who, who even knows what's going to happen there, but I mean, this is 14 and a half. I, I feel like it's a lot, but I also know if I go with UCLA, they're going to lose by 20. Like Gonzaga is just going to be rolling. I will say though, the line that I do not like is the first half by nine. Because, again, I feel like this is going to be a 10-point, maybe 9-point game at the uh, at the half. Maybe even maybe UCLA keeps it a little closer. But, um, you know, I, I think just, just having fun with it, you've got to roll with Gonzaga by 14 and a half. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that this, this game, uh, Gonzaga will uh, wear them down full game. I, I, I'd expect this to, to – to turn out to be another another great great win for for Gonzaga, and we'll see them uh, facing off with Baylor in the title game. And you know, I, I just think overall, I think UCLA is able to keep this one close first half. So I'm going to rock with that UCLA plus nine uh, in the first half. But uh, one thing I like here is you, you mentioned earlier the unders. I, I just it's hard to see me see UCLA putting up enough points themselves on their own to be able to make this this over hit i'm going to take that under of, of 146 right there in this game i was going to bring that up too man i think if gonzaga is going to win this big you look at a you know 70 to 55 victory i mean you're you're not going to get close to 145 and these lines have been so massive and i i mean i've i've taken the bait almost every time and again like i said earlier the over-unders, the under is 35 and 24. And in all those 25 games, I guarantee I had the over in during this tournament. Like, you know, and I, I think I think Vegas has set it high for a reason because they think there's going to be so much scoring, but defense has been a massive, massive success uh, throughout this tournament and hammering that under. And, yeah, Dave, so I'm going to take that. I'm going to take – Gonzaga by 14 and a half, the under of 145. And, ooh, what do you think about the first half over under at 69? I'm just, I don't, I would, if I had to take one, I'd take the under in that as well. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's easy for me to see both these teams come out firing and fired up, and they're able to, to, to cover that one. I'm going to avoid that number. Um, but I, I really, I really do like that, that UCLA plus nine, as far as the first half going, that's probably my most confident bet in this game. Uh, just because I think that, the that there, there could be, could be some nerves on the, on the Gonzaga side of things early on. Um, but I'm just, I'm not really willing to touch that, but if, if I had to pick one, I'd take the under there, uh, of course, and the under full game. Um, but you know, hopefully we'll get some more excitement than the under. I wouldn't be, I would not be upset to lose an under bet to have an exciting game. I agree, Dave. And so, well, you know what? We're getting the tournament 
championship game that we wanted months ago. And just for fun, Dave, because who knows what can happen? UCLA can win this game. Houston may shock Baylor. I don't think it's going to happen. I think this is going to be Gonzaga and Baylor. Uh, and we already have we already have lines out for the potential national championship game and Gonzaga would be a five and a half point favorite over Baylor. Like I said, man, I think this is going to be a lot closer of a game uh, than either of these teams have had to deal with. And so just, you know, I think we'll run a quick national championship preview Monday, but Dave, just right now, what do you like right there? Five and a half for Gonzaga. You think Baylor can cover it? Will it come down to the end? Will we see a buzzer beater for the first time in this tournament? I mean, that's, you know, I'm hoping we see one of those if possible uh, tomorrow night because, you know, it it just hasn't felt right not having a an actual buzzer beater game winning shot. You know, we got to see the game tying shot in the Alabama UCLA game. But, uh, you know, and again, I think we talked about it. I took the over of three and a half buzzer beaters at the uh, start of the year in Vegas. I mean, they, I could have just lit my money on fire. Cause I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, it, I don't know. I, I saw that and I was like, Oh man, Vegas is, is expecting so many amazing games. Like, yes, let's do it. Um, but, uh, but anyways, I'll hand it to you, man. Gonzaga by five and a half, the over unders at one sixty and a half. Yeah. You know, I, uh, we, we, you and I, when we, when we first did our, our bracket breakdown, the, the two hour special we had just to start the tournament, um, we both had a, a lot of the same elite eight teams. We had seven of the eight elite eight teams there. And we had both these teams facing off in the title game. And, and, and I had Baylor winning it all. And I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it there. We don't have the money line for this one yet, obviously, but I, I love Baylor plus five and a half. I just love how good this team is. And I really wish we could have seen these two teams played to have something to reference back to, but it's always been uh Gonzaga, Gonzaga Baylor versus the field. You know, it's just been, um, and, and I love Gonzaga and Baylor. Both these teams are amazing and they're, they're just head and shoulders above everyone else. And I just think that this Baylor bears team is going to find a way to finally hand Gonzaga their first loss of the year. I'm rocking with Baylor plus five and a half, and I'm going to take the under of 160 and a half in this game. I'm sure we'll get a more official number on that. Once, once this line comes out, uh, Saturday after the games, Saturday late, maybe Sunday morning early. Uh, but I, I love these Baylor Bears team, and I, I know I sound dumb as hell just sitting here telling you about how Gonzaga's going to lose, but I, I love Baylor, and I, I'm going to roll with them. You've been right about Baylor all year, man, and I've trusted it. I've rode with Baylor as well. I think it comes to an end here. Um, I think Gonzaga is going to complete an undefeated season just because they haven't given me a reason to – believe any different and of course Baylor hasn't either but watching the way Gonzaga is just destroying teams I I I'd feel stupid to go against them and so I'm gonna ride with them uh minus five and a half um I'm gonna take the under as well in this game I think we can I think this is definitely gonna be more of a you know 72 to 65 type game uh, there, there's no chance this is getting in 160. Like I, I love the over, you know, life is way too short to bet the under, but I am going to bet the under in this game. Even if it drops to like 155, I'm still going to hammer 
the under because I think this is going to be a close game. And to end this show, Dave, I want to ask you, is this the best national championship matchup of the last 10 years, in your opinion? Because I'll tell you right now, this is, for me, this is my most anticipated. Like, from the start of the year, this was already circled in as we need to see Baylor and Gonzaga in the championship. And the last few years, you know, you've always had Chapel Hill or Virginia or all these other teams, Kentucky in there, Kansas in there, all thrown in. Um, But I think from the start of the year, this was like, we need to see this. Yeah, you know, I think that um, the only one that really, really comes close to memory was the, the, of course, the great Villanova over UNC game. And that game was exciting as all get out um, the game in itself. And that was, of course, a, a two one seeds playing in the title game. But I, I think I agree with you on this one. There's there's no real anticipation um, like this game. I know I've been following uh, CBS sports writer uh, John Rothstein a lot this year, and he's it always felt like every single day since since uh, about November, it's been Gonzaga, Baylor, or the field. And so I just think that this this is another example of it, and we've seen it all year long, and we're going to see it again. Uh, I, I agree. This, this is going to be the most anticipated game in recent memory, and hopefully it lives up to the hype, and which, which leads me to believe that this game could be close. Hopefully we get to see it. Hopefully we're not just sitting here talking about this for nothing. And one of these two teams lose, but I, I just don't see any way of that happening. I may go ahead and lock in bets on that championship game, especially on that under, because I could see that that number dropping a lot. I agree, Dave. Well, before we even get to Monday, we have two great games tomorrow night. Gonzaga, UCLA, Baylor, and Houston. These are going to be two fantastic games. We've given you our thoughts and our lines. I don't know what else to say, man. I think this is going to be fantastic. You know, you got two one seeds a two seed and then a cinderella team in there to shake things up i mean this could you know in a way this thing could go anywhere which is just makes it so exciting you know ucla's proven they can upset teams by upsetting alabama and michigan who knows can they upset another number one team can houston prove that their wins aren't a fluke over oregon state and syracuse and and rutgers and cleveland state Or do we get what we've wanted the entire time, Gonzaga and Baylor? We'll have to wait until tomorrow night to see. But we've given you our picks. You can choose to ride or fade with us. That's Dave Smith. I'm Miles Conrad. Thanks for listening to Faded Sports Pick'em for our final four picks. We'll talk to you Monday to get you ready for the national championship game. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good luck. Let's ride.